Hey everyone, I'm Ryan and welcome to the Ryan Drew Podcast, a podcast where we discuss the intersection of the creative arts, the culture, and Christianity. Join me as we explore how as Christians, we can make creative work that impacts the culture for the good of our neighbors and for the ultimate goal of glorifying God by using our talents and abilities to advance his gospel and kingdom. All things have been put in subjection under the feet of King Jesus, including the arts. So let's reclaim it for his glory. Welcome back to my podcast, Ryan Drew Podcast. I don't have a clever name for this yet. Still, I don't know what else to call it. Um, For now, Ryan Drew Podcast, because this is related to the stuff I do in terms of art and illustration and creativity. So this is the Ryan Drew Podcast. Thanks again for listening, for coming back to see what I have to say about stuff, and uh, hopefully we are kind of growing as artists, creative people, whatever it may be, as Christians, serving the Lord with our talents, our abilities, our gifts for his service. So I'm Ryan Drew. Um, I'm a Christian believer in Jesus Christ. I'm an artist, illustrator, cartoonist, graphic designer, um, doing that for a living and shifting more towards illustration concept type design for, uh, I guess hopefully for a living for a while, but, uh, ultimately illustration and comics and everything as well. So, so if you've been listening, uh, to the last several episodes, um, I've just been talking about what does it mean to create art as a Christian and what's overall, what is the purpose for creating art as a Christian? Should we just create art, um, for aesthetics? Should we just make beautiful art? Should we just make things that uh, will make money? You know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with making money. God tells us in His Word that He, the man who doesn't eat, should who doesn't work, shouldn't eat, basically, um, and that He should provide for His family, for His children. So there's nothing wrong with making money. Um, if all art was and our career was just a source of providing for a family and making money to, you know, to cover expenses and provide and make sure your family's taken care of. There's nothing wrong in that. But my question is, you know, is there an an ultimate purpose? Is there a, a greater purpose in making art as a Christian? And, um, I think there is, I think definitely 100% there is. I'm not going to be like, you know, Oh, I, I don't know. No. I believe that 100% there is a higher purpose, a higher um, reason for making art, art that glorifies God. Either it is, um, I guess you could say propaganda, and it's in its focus that is trying to um, share the gospel, explain the gospel. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of, I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of art throughout church history has been exactly that, right? It's been this type of art that has um, served 
to explain the gospel to people who were not so literate, um, and pictures were a way to convey the stories from the Bible, the truths, the you know, like the focus of those those biblical narratives. If you think of frescoes and paintings and murals in churches throughout Europe and other places, that's definitely been a big part of, uh, of church history. But also I do think that there is a context and a, a space for art, Christian art, that is uh, coming from a Christian worldview that is communicating the goodness, the the beautiful qualities of God's character, and uh, doing it in a way that communicates those ideas to people, unbelievers and believers alike. Um, and so that's kind of the idea of like how to how to do that as a Christian. How do we make art as, as Christians? Um, and it also means you know making the best quality that you can, not settling for. Not that's anything. There's anything wrong with looking at trends but not settling for trends, right? We have we have an ultimate objective source of truth. So I believe that art, Christian art, should be coming from a biblical worldview, not a worldview of deconstruction, of postmodernism, not a worldview of nihilism, chaos, all that kind of stuff, but a worldview that is ultimately optimistic, hopeful, um, we have a story. I've mentioned this in the last several episodes. We we have the greatest story to tell. It is God's story of redemption throughout history. Um, and he is already... His, his Bible, his word to us, is the revelation of that story, the revelation of that narrative. His redemption of the world, his redemption of, of the elect, of believers throughout all of history... Through Jesus Christ, God who came to this world, this universe that he created, became a character in his story, essentially, uh, became a man. Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross, gave his life as a perfect sacrifice for the sins of fallen sinful men, for the sins of the elect, sins that he was not guilty of. He took that punishment for us, for, for those who believe in him. He died and he rose again in victory, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father, reigning as King of Kings and Lord of Lords for all of eternity. And that is ultimately the story. One day he is going to bring all those who have trusted in Jesus Christ to gather them together to be with him for all of eternity. We'll be with God. He will be with us. Um, Revelation, the book of Revelation talks about that God will be with us for all of eternity, that he will be our God. We will be his people. We will not be separated physically. Um, we will not be separated visibly or spiritually forever. We will be together with him for all of eternity. So that's the greatest story I think that we could ever tell. And I think that a lot of the stories throughout history that have lasted um, throughout our culture and whatever, they have all kind of touched upon those themes. They've all kind of gone back to that idea, whether they're coming from that Christian worldview, in terms of like C.S. Lewis, Tolkien, John Milton, John Bunyan, other people, or if they just by accident 
somehow happen to, you know, stumble upon those truths and are talking about those things. Those are the stories that resonate with us throughout all of eternity. Well, maybe not throughout all of eternity, but those are the things that have resonated with us so far, right? So that's what I've been talking about. Um, how do we tell good stories as Christians that glorify God and that resonate with people? And that point towards God, that point toward the gospel, that point toward Jesus. How do we do that? So, and I was, I've also been sharing, um, again, just continuing what I was talking about last time from this book that I've, been, that I've read and finished it recently called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Um, and just the idea that, you know, heaven, for some, for many, even for me, you know, for a long time, it was kind of like you dread heaven. Not dread, but you're just not sure what's going to happen. You're not sure, am I even going to like it? You know, am I going to like it? Or what's it going to be like? Or am I going to miss the people that I know here, am I going to miss the things that I that I enjoy and that I find value and um, and purpose in here? Am I going to miss those things in heaven? Is it just going to be boring and the same thing every day? And I don't really understand it. So that's been that has been, I know, uh, a source of uh, confusion and a source of maybe not looking forward to heaven for a lot of Christians, even myself, you know, for a period of time. And I, this book that I read recently, finished it, it's just really given me a renewed um, desire and, uh, you know, like a encouragement to, to be excited for, for heaven, you know. So we're talking about heaven. How does heaven um, influence the stories that we tell, the art that we make? That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking about and thinking through recently, so... So I wanted to just keep going, talking about this book. Um, so I'm, I'm, I just went back through to just kind of reorient myself on uh, on the chapters that. So this is like chapter nine or something, and essentially the idea is he's talking about um, a little bit. We talked about last time, but he's he's talking about that this earth is not an accident, right? The earth that we are in right now in 2021. Even with the coronavirus, even with all the wars and famine and, and horrible things that are going on in this world, this earth, this world is not an accident. And uh, it's not something that God is going to, you know, just chuck it into the, into the trash can when he comes back again. That's not going to happen, right? So this chapter, Randy Elkhorn is talking about God is the ultimate designer, the ultimate creator, artist, engineer, architect, everything. He's the ultimate one. All that comes from him. He made this world, I believe, and again, if you disagree with me, that's fine, but I'm going to take Genesis um, essentially literally here, that God made this world, this universe, in six days six 24-hour period days supernaturally he's god he can do whatever he wants to <laughs> nothing is too impossible for god who created the world i can i can believe god created the universe but uh, i can't believe that he created it in six 24-hour days no god nothing is outside of his power and ability so i believe that god created this world everything else in this universe and it says in genesis that when he had done it, when he was finished, he said, behold, it was good. So he made this earth, it was good. He made mankind, it was good. 
the animals, the plants, the trees, the sun, the moon, the star, all those things, and it was good. So, if God is the perfect ultimate designer and he makes a perfect ultimate creation, just because, you know, mankind has sinned and brought upon this world um, the curse and the fall does not mean that God's going to throw away his perfect creation. Uh, he is going to restore this earth. He's going to renew it. He is going to do an ultimate act of restoration, the Bible tells us, and he is going to recreate this earth and renew it. So I like the chapter, or this heading in the chapter was uh, the new earth. When we talk about the new heaven and the new earth, the new earth is the old earth restored. So God is going to do that when he comes again. After he judges everything, He, after the last judgment, he's going to do that to this earth. And we will have a new heaven and a new earth. This earth will be restored and redeemed. And just like our bodies, the bodies of those who believed in Jesus, he's going to transform our bodies into glorified, perfect, redeemed, renewed bodies. He's going to do the same thing with this earth. So that gives me great hope, great joy. And I always think of it like this, right? You think of growing up, you're like, man, I really wish I had the ability to travel around the world, right? And think of all the things that I'll miss out on if I'm not able to go travel to a different continent, a different country. You know, I, I fortunately, you know, thank, thank God I've been blessed to be able to go to um, China. Um, I was able to visit my brother and sister-in-law when they were living there uh, the first time. So I got to go visit them in China and see, you know, we got to walk on the Great Wall. That was an experience I'll never forget. Partly because I almost threw up on the Great Wall and I didn't, I uh, was kind of afraid that something might happen if I threw up because I was totally out of shape and trying to walk up the steps and it just it was a bad, uh, it, was, it wasn't a good, uh, a good idea for, for me to just kind of go gung-ho and try, try hiking the Great Wall because it is, it is uh, in spots, it's very steep, you know, so, but it was a good experience, it was an amazing experience to see the mountains just stretching out before you on the Great Wall. Um, and then, by God's grace, you know, I met my wife. Uh, well, I met a, I met her aunt and uncle and her, you know, her aunt and uncle's family, her cousins here. In, well, when I lived in Michigan, and uh, they invited me to go to the Philippines, where they were from, originally. So, by God's grace, you know, I got to go there and several years ago, and I met my wife there. Um, their, their niece, you know, their, their family. And I met my wife there, and you know we got married not too long after, about a year, almost two years after that. And uh, we've been able to go back several times, so I've been able to see parts of the Philippines I never thought I'd see. Right, just beautiful landscapes, beautiful mountains, beautiful views of the ocean, beautiful boat tours of the different islands. Just, just breathtaking. Um, I've been able to see various parts of the U.S. California, the landscape there, you know, traveling up and down from, from Michigan to, to the south and everything. But part of you does think, you know, man, I'm not going to be able to see everything. I'm going to miss out on stuff. Um, I'm not going to be able to see these amazing uh, architectural achievements that, that you see online, you know. Like, thank, thank God for Google Earth. You can kind of go there virtually and, and take a virtual tour of that stuff. You know, it's so amazing that you can just kind of zoom in and look at all these islands in the Pacific, like zoom in and see the landscape. And then they have like some weird 
almost like 3D views of it, you know? It's just amazing the technology we have now. But the reality is, you know, we're not gonna be able to see all that stuff in our lifetime. And yeah, that does give you kind of like, man, I'm gonna miss out on all that stuff. But the reality is, you know, those who have believed in Jesus, like, the reality is that God is going to remake this earth, he's gonna restore it. And whatever that means, does that mean that, that some things are gonna change in terms of like geography, you know, like there's some verses that talk about, uh, you know, the sea was no more and the mountains were cast down. Does that, is that literal? Does that mean that there's not gonna be no more mountains anymore? There's gonna be no more sea? That would kind of be a bummer, right? But you know, whether or not that's gonna happen, it's like we know that God's creation that this earth is going to be restored and it's pretty likely that we'll be able to go and travel and see all those places that we wanted to see throughout our lifetime. So it's like looking forward to that is, uh, is going to be crazy. Um, looking forward to seeing people that we've known before and, and catching up with them again and getting to know them again. And, uh, you know, just that idea of like continuation of, of friendships, continuation of, fellowship with believers will be there in heaven um but just that the idea that like you know this earth is going to be restored um and like we're not going to we're not going to miss out it's like this idea that c.s lewis and um others have talked about and written about c.s lewis famously but this i think the analogy he uses is like you know um heaven going to heaven for believers, we don't really have the capacity to understand how great it's going to be. And his analogy was, you know, imagine you're trying to explain to school children, you know, like six, seven-year-old little kids, um, you know, like, I think he says, like, you know, these kids that are just used to, like, playing in the mud, what it would like to be, like, you know, a holiday at the sea. It's almost like, you know, the analogy is far greater, right? We, we cannot kind of imagine what, how great it will be, but we don't ultimately know how great the new earth is gonna be. It's just gonna be bonkers. Like, it's just gonna be far beyond our imagination because God is the greatest, per, most perfect designer. So it's like all the things that we think of, I talked about last time, like all the things that we try to think of in sci-fi, science fiction, fantasy, you know, these crazy worlds like uh, Wakanda, the technological marvels that we can think of. You think of uh, Avatar, maybe? The movie Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. This idea of like these floating like islands and stuff um, in the sky. It's like, who knows exactly what the new heaven, new heaven and new earth is gonna be like, but we know that it's gonna be somewhat of a continuation of this earth, right? It's just gonna be made greater and, and uh, far better than it is now. So that's really got me encouraged and excited. Um, Another thing, too, that he talked about in the chapter, which is really cool if you think about it, is um, our cultures, our ethnicities, ethnicities, those things, I believe, will continue as well. So, what does that mean? You know, the nations. How are there going to be nations? Because the Bible talks about the nations of the earth bring their glory into, into heaven. And um, there's a verse that says, Revelation 7-9, that I saw believers, I saw saints from all, every tribe, every nation, every people, every tongue in heaven, worshiping the Lord. And the reality of every nation, every tribe, so we're, we're, we think in terms of nations, right? We think in terms of like the 195 or so nations in, in the world today. Um, these words, nations and tribes, were referring to 
even smaller people groups, subsets of people groups throughout the world, right? God says there will be people from every single tribe, every single people group, basically, represented in heaven. Believers from, every, from all these tribes and stuff in heaven. So just imagine there's, there's all these different tribes represented in heaven. You know, white, black, Asian, um, Hispanic, Islander, everything. All types of different people groups, all types of different cultures somewhat carry over, maybe languages. All of that history that's uh, redeemed by God. What is that going to be like? Do you imagine how cool this is going to be? It's not just going to... And like, I thought, he talks about later in the book, but like, just the ability... We're not going to be hindered by time. We're not going to be like, oh, I don't have time to learn this. I don't have time to, to do this. Have you ever wanted to learn like another language and stuff? So just think of all the time we'll have to learn languages, all the, other, all the time we'll have to learn different different cultures, different um, customs and stuff. It's just like, I think like, I think we get really short-sighted on what heaven's going to be like. And I think for anybody, especially me, where you've been to a different culture, you've been to a different country, and you see certain things where like, wow, that, that's, that's pretty cool. We don't do that in, you know, where I'm from. And uh, like, just imagine different things, like how things will be, you know, the, the food clothes um how the way houses are built you know could you imagine like okay we're gonna because i i played a lot of video games growing up and um watched a lot of movies and stuff and just imagine like okay we're gonna go from <laughs> we're gonna go from this place which is like got some stuff that we're familiar with like western architecture and stuff we're gonna go over here and like you know it's gonna be like this culture and this this uh this this style of doing things and building and architecture and stuff and it's just it's just gonna be amazing it's like it's never gonna be boring it's always gonna be interesting um, and again like I talked about last time you know we're gonna be united under Christ we're gonna be united under Jesus there's gonna be complete unity and harmony of um, of what we're trying to do we're trying to glory we're, we're worshiping God for all of eternity we're you know we're not gonna be we're not gonna know everything we're not omniscient so we're not God so we're going to learn. We're going to be learning for all of eternity. And I think, like, that's the reality of, like, you know, whenever things are boring on this earth, in this world, it's because we're not learning. We're not, we're not growing in our skills. We're not growing in experiences and stuff. That's why we get bored. We come home from work. You know, we've, we've gone to school. We've gone to college. We've gone to trade school. We've gotten the degree. We've gotten the certificate, whatever. We go to our job. We work our, work our job. Traditionally, we worked it for like 30 years, and you do the same thing every day. You come home, you eat dinner really quick, you watch TV, you watch your show, you watch whatever Netflix now. You know, you spend time with your spouse, with your kids, and then you go to bed, and then you get up in the morning and do the same thing. That's not going to be heaven. It's going to be endless every day, learning something new, doing new things, new experiences, all the while worshiping God, glorifying Him in the midst of all those experiences, all of those things that we're, that we're learning. It's just going to be crazy. I don't know. I still want to talk about this. I've got some more ideas, but I just wanted to just kind of like summarize the chapter that I was that I was uh, reading. Just the idea of like, you know, this earth. Think of how, how horrible people are like, ah, oh, 2020 was the worst year ever, you know, which is, I've heard people like, you know, yeah, go tell that to people who lived through the plague, who lived through the Black Plague and lived through polio and lived through Spanish flu and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, 2020 stank. <laughs> but it wasn't the worst year ever, right? 
as far as and as bad as like things are, you know, as bad as things are here in this world, we know that one day God is going to review it. He's going to redeem this earth. And for those who are in Christ, we and it says the meek will inherit the earth. We will inherit the earth. We will inherit God's beautiful new earth and we will glorify him through all of eternity and worship him. So look forward to that. I hope that encourages you. I hope that gives you ideas and inspiration for um, writing and art and everything. You know, just think of those things. What's the future going to be like? What's the new heaven, the new earth going to be like? So that's got me really excited. Um, and I hope it gets you excited too. So if you are a creative, if you are an artist, writer, um, movie director, I don't know, do all kind of creative stuff like me, um, I just encourage you to continue to do that to the glory of the Lord, um, to glorify Him, and to do it uh, according to His principles, um, and to just make the most out of those opportunities to share the gospel, to to convey the goodness and beauty of, of God. So, thanks, guys. I will see you guys. I uh, will see you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ryan Drew Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast or you've got something out of it, I just want to say thank you. And please consider sharing this with others, with your family, your friends, anyone you think might enjoy this type of discussion. And until next time, whatever you do, do it with all of your heart for your creator.